0: I, uh, I want to ask you a question today. I want to ask you, what does wisdom look like? What does wisdom look like? Now, I could just kind of give you a definition, and maybe we'll get to some of those, but I want to show you what wisdom does not look like, because sometimes the easiest way to define something is by saying what it is not, okay? I've got a photo for you right here. So... <clears throat> This is a picture of an actual field sobriety test that was taken in Kansas on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Just about a week and a half ago, this guy was arrested for drunk driving. And I'm telling you, this was unwise because he was literally wearing a beer can. Okay, now no, no Bud Light jokes today, okay, at church. But I'm telling you, this right here was unwise and he was arrested. Wisdom does not come from wearing a beer can. This guy was definitely one can short of a six pack, you could say. <laughs> but today we're going to be looking at what, what really is wisdom the way that God would enable us to have, have wisdom, and this is not just a human wisdom, but I would, I would say, and, and we'll, we'll see together, of what it looks like to have a love-informed wisdom that comes as we grow in Jesus. And we're in our 260 studies right through all of 2023. 260 is what we're doing as a church together, reading the 260 chapters in the New Testament. And and so we are in Philippians. Uh, We just started Philippians on Thursday. Uh, Tomorrow we'll be in Philippians chapter four, or chapter three. But today we're going to be in Philippians chapter one. And there's some very famous words that are spoken by the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter one. And we're gonna be reading a little bit through the chapter, but I wanna start in these three verses, verses three through six. That's, I guess, actually four verses. Paul says this, he says, I thank my God every time I remember you. Do we have this scripture up? Do we have the slides? No. Just a little minute? Okay, then listen really well. Open up your Bibles, open up your Bible apps. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers, for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from this day until now. Being confident. Now here's some really kind of famous words. You may have heard these before. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on until, to, to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Super good Promise from God about how he works in his people. And I love the fact that he, he's talking. You can just leave that scripture up there for a moment. But he's talking to people he calls gospel partners. Like, y'all have been partnering with me in the gospel. And he's got this kind of like this joy that is bubbling up. Like, I'm just joyful. I'm thankful every time I think about my gospel partner. These are people that were linked in relationship with the Apostle Paul through their faith, through their friendship, and the shared mission that they had. And I think, actually, we should get a little jealous of Paul because he had gospel partners in his life. And I think it should should cause us to think about, man, who's... Who am I linked in relationship with, like real relationship, in friendship, in faith, and in the shared mission? Because it was obviously something that was like so precious and valuable and amazing in Paul's own story. Gospel partners. But then Paul expresses something, this confidence in what God was doing in the lives of these gospel partners. He says something here that I believe was not only for these people, for these gospel partners, but for each of us who are gospel partners, people who are committed to Jesus, committed to our faith in him and the shared mission that we have for him. And this is what he says, that he is confident in something. Here we go. He who began a good work in you will carry it on. He will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. First, he says here that he began something in you. Now, all of you that would like think back and remember your own story, your own faith story, you probably realize that Jesus was alive and at work in your story before you ever put your trust in him. Right, like you can think back to just where he showed up, and it's like in hindsight you can see real clearly where he just intersected your life, and and through people, through ideas, through protecting you in some really scary situations. But I think that what Paul is getting at right here really has to do with that moment that these people had put their trust in him, where they said, "I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to put my trust." in him because there's something that happens at salvation like that time that when jesus says you can go from being spiritually dead to being spiritually alive jesus called it being born again and that literally we become new people that's like where it began he who began a good work in you. When you went from spiritual death to spiritual life, something like quicken. Paul talks about this in another place. He talks about this in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, at this moment where he says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, a new life has begun. Now listen, it is wonderful, kind of beyond description, to experience the forgiveness of Jesus that happens at that moment where there's this new life. Like we have this indescribable joy and this the wonder that we have been accepted into God's family. That's amazing, right? That's what happens when we have this born again experience that we can have when we put our trust in Jesus. But here's what I wanna tell you. There is so much more. There is so much more that he has for you than what you experienced on day one. On day one, man, we get forgiveness for our sin. We're accepted into his family. There's this love that we feel from from God that's like amazing. But there is more. Because he has growth. Intended for us. He has maturity intended for us. Because on day one, we're not necessarily like set free from all the junk that we like had lived in before. So there's freedom that he has for us. This depth of life and, that he has for us. Here's what I would say. Receiving a new life in Jesus isn't the end of the story. It's just the start. When you put your trust in Jesus, that's the start, not the finish line. And that's what he's saying here when he said, God began something in you. But there's more. Paul says that he is confident that the good work that he began in you, he's gonna carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Completion. He's going to carry this work all the way across the finish line to where nothing is left undone in your story of growth and maturity in Jesus. God's work is going to be fully accomplished in you. And it says something interesting that He's going to do this until the day of Christ Jesus. What does that mean? It means like every day. Until you see Jesus face to face. And there's only two ways that's gonna happen. You're either gonna go to see him or he's gonna come to see you. Right, he's gonna come back for all of us or your days on earth will expire and you're gonna be with him face to face. So he's saying that this work of completing what he began in us is going to be going on every day of our life, on this earth. We never get to that point when it's like, I'm all good. I'm all grown up now. I got my degree. I got the trophy. The discipleship trophy. Right? We we don't get that till heaven. That's where the prize comes. Not here on earth. So we can just kind of like cut all the spiritual pride any like arrogance or that religious spirit of like, nah, I've got it all together, you know? No, there's, there's a humility that comes with understanding, I ain't done yet. Okay, I want you to look at somebody and you just point at them and say, you ain't done yet. Ain't done yet. Come on, I, I see some of you, know, you ain't done yet. <laughs> and then point the finger right at yourself and say, And neither am I. Neither am I. None of us are cooked to the center yet. We all need more time in the oven. And that's sometimes what it feels like. We're in the oven. The heat's up. But he is going to carry this work that he began in you. At the moment you put your trust in him and you receive this new life, He says he's going to carry that work all the way through to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. We are lifelong disciples, always growing more and more like him. There's always more to learn, more to experience, more areas of our flesh that we realize man, that's something I got to crush. There's always more because there's always more of Jesus. He is infinitely beautiful, powerful, and good. And it's gonna take us a lifetime of growth in him to experience just a little bit more. A little bit more, a little bit more, Lord. God, I need more of you today. Right? So, what does it look like if we like can say, all right, I, I think this completing work is going on in my story, what would be an indicator? What would it look like? Well, I believe that Paul actually continues that idea just a couple of verses later, starting in verse nine, he begins to tell them what he is praying for them that they would experience, and I believe that he is actually illustrating this is what it will look like in, in your story. And in mind, when we are seeing that completing work of Christ going on in us. Because it's in verse 9 through 11 in Philippians 1 that he says this. He says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more. Just stop right there for a second. Number one, I think that it should be no crazy idea to, to us that. For us to to grow in Christ and for to have this completing work, it's gonna involve our love. Love is primary when it comes to what God wants to work in our stories. Some of us need a restored love for ourselves because we have this broken identity. We need to have a love for Jesus that grows and grows to impact every part of our story every part of our life, and we need this love for the, for, for the other. We need a love for the world that is like so different than anything that we would have imagined before we put our trust in him. So it's gonna impact our love, but then I love these words more and more, yes. more and more. My prayer for you is that your love may abound more and more. Because that is the language of growth. That is the language of completion. It is the language saying, none of us are done yet. You can grow some more. And then some more. Every day until the day of Christ Jesus. So, this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. We're gonna come back to those Two ideas in a moment. So that you will be able to discern what is best. Hmm. And maybe pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is what it looks like, friends, to have this completing work happening in our lives that we started on that day of our salvation. This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. In knowledge. This literally means that our faith should become more of an informed faith. Listen, this is why I'm really committed to our church reading scripture throughout the week. That's why we're doing 260, this Bible reading plan. Because it's to grow us in our knowledge of who he is, our knowledge of his word, like what he has spoken to to us as people, and our knowledge of ourselves, Like we need to grow in like how he sees us and how he views us and what our calling and our mission is. If you don't know your purpose, how are you gonna ever accomplish what God has for you? So we need to be growing in knowledge more and more day by day. But it is a love-based knowledge. It's not just knowledge in the way of the world. It's a knowledge that's based on love. It's love that is growing in knowledge. But I love that he doesn't stop right there. Because you know what the Bible tells us? The Bible tells us that knowledge alone puffs up. That's that's what it says. It means that it can make you proud. Like, I know more than you. And can I tell you that that there's a lot of people in the church, not this church, but the church, you know, <laughs> who, because they know something about God, they know something about the Bible, they know something about Jesus, that it kind of gives them this air of superiority, right? They kind of like look down their nose at you, at me, at, at whomever, at others, because they like, they know something, I know what the Bible says. Don't don't try to convince me of of anything different, because I already know. All right. I think the Bible says that we're to grow in our knowledge more and more, and that it's to be based on love, not on any pride or arrogance. So, Paul does not stop when he says that your love should grow in knowledge, because he goes deeper than that, much deeper. Because he says, not only in knowledge, but in depth of insight. I believe that it's knowledge combined with a depth of insight where you can actually learn to become wise. Love-informed wisdom comes here. See, this is different than knowledge alone. This is like this spiritual perception where I used to see the world one way, but now I'm actually beginning to see the world in a different way. And that's huge. Because without that, we will never actually be able to complete this work that God is doing in our lives. We need spiritual perception, spiritual discernment, to be able to look at the world, again, through the eyes of love, But now, where we are understanding at a much deeper level because of who God is and who I am in His story and who the others are in this world around me, we begin to perceive differently. Here's what I believe that is telling us that our love, the way that we love as believers and followers of Jesus, is not blind. Love is not blind. Love should allow us to see the world differently than we've ever seen it before. Our love will lead us to do things that are crazy, sacrificial, self-giving. In fact, a lot of moms are great examples of that kind of crazy, sacrificial love. But you know what? But our love, our Christian love is never based on foolishness or on ignorance because our love is always meant to grow in knowledge and in depth of insight. Are we growing in our knowledge of Jesus, his word, who we are in his story? But are we also developing this spiritual discernment that allows me to see below the surface. And God, what's really going on in this story? Spiritual maturity, what God is working to complete in us, can be seen when the heart and the mind are melded together, working together, so that we have a discerning love, and loving discernment. I think that would actually be a pretty good definition, a working definition of spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity, spiritual wisdom is when we have this discerning love and a loving discernment. So what happens when this is going on in our lives? Well, Paul tells us right there in that verse, he says, when you have this going on more and more in your story that your love is growing in knowledge and in depth of insight, he, he says something pretty amazing. He said, so that, you will, so that you may be able to discern what is best. Man, is the world like filled with a bajillion options? Like am I to go to the left or the right? And sometimes God just says, you choose. What are you gonna do in this scenario? God, I don't know. Well, listen, if we have a love that is growing both in knowledge so that we like actually know, well, this is who God is. This is who Jesus is. This is what he's done in my story and we begin to know those things. But then we also have this like depth of insight, this perception that allows us to like see below the layers of how we would normally maybe perceive life, just on like what my five senses would tell me. But when we can go deeper than that, guess what's happening? Guess what's happening? There's this ability to discern what is best. For right now, Lord, I believe, I trust that this is the best scenario. Do I go this way or do I go that way? And when we're growing more and more, In our love, in knowledge, and depth of insight, we get to see what's best, but we also, it says, get to be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So we get to walk in this purity of relationship with him. So that's what happens when love is growing in these two different directions, knowledge and depth of insight. And that sounds like a pretty good Thing that God is working to complete in our story. But I love what happens next in the chapter. And we're going to finish by looking at one example of what Paul gives from his own story that I think illustrates what happens when someone is growing in love this way. And it comes in this really kind of surprising twist. In the story, but I want you to remember before we read this next, these next verses that Paul, like in the book of Ephesians that we just finished, Philippians was written from a prison cell. Okay? Paul was writing to these churches while he was imprisoned in Rome. So remember that when we read these next verses, 12 through 14. Paul says this, because now listen, I believe this is going to illustrate what we just read. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me, what what happened to him? Thrown into prison, right? Chained up. What has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear through the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ, and because of these chains, most of the brothers and sisters, have, oh, I love this, have become confident. Do you remember he started by saying, I'm confident of this. I am confident that God who began a good work in you is gonna carry it on to completion. He's saying, because I am in chains, because I am in prison, because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters, all the, you know these kind of gospel partner people, Have become confident. In what? In the Lord. And dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Whoa. Now this is crazy. It is crazy mature. Because what Paul is illustrating here from his own story is that his love His love for Jesus, his love for others, his love for the world, his love for the mission that God has given him. His love has grown both with knowledge and with depth of insight to the point that he is now seeing life completely differently than a human perspective, than a normal, just human perspective. He is seeing life different. Because of of what? Because God has been completing this work in his story. Can you imagine being in prison and this was not like prison today as bad as prison can be today these are these were people who were like literally thrown into a hole in the ground Can you imagine being imprisoned that way saying hey guys it's all good because I am not perceiving this part of my story just through human perspective. I am seeing it through this lens of love for who God is and what he's doing in my life and my story. And I'm perceiving this now in a way that like, oh my gosh, look what God is doing because of this painful part of my story. He's not denying Listen, he's not being foolish. He's not denying this. This is dark and painful. But he's saying, you know what? It's all good. Because God is doing something greater through this than I could have ever hoped for if I would have been outside these prison walls today. Listen, that gives us, I believe, some things to think about our own stories. Places that have been dark, And listen, friends, I know that there are some even here today that are going through some dark and painful parts of your story. I know that. There are parts of my story that I wish were over. I wish were complete. I wish that I already had the trophy for like winning, you know? But there's things that are going on that there's pain involved, there's challenges involved. But oh God, would you help grow me to completion every day more and more. Lord, that I would begin to see the world differently because of my knowledge of you that's growing. My knowledge of how you work in the world. And it is not just about me. But you will use me and you have called me to be part of your plan for those around me. This is what it looks like when God is completing when he began in us, friends. This is a love-informed wisdom that changes how we see the world, changes how we see our experiences, both the good and the bad. And I think that when you meet someone who is growing in this way, this love-informed wisdom, you're going to know it. Because they're not going to want to do anything that would hinder God's work. But even more than that, they're going to want to do everything they can to advance God's work in the world. God, I wanna, I'll do anything. And so these, these people, they walk in a humility, they walk in a generosity, a courage, a courage this way of sacrificially living for others that is beautiful and undeniable that they've been with Jesus? Who wants to grow more and more that way? Who today says, God, I want you to complete in me the work that you began? I want that, Lord. I want to see the world differently. I want to see my family differently differently. I want to see my experiences differently. I want to see them through this lens of love. This lens of wisdom that has been informed by this knowledge and this depth of insight that you will give as you are completing me. Jesus, thank you. Lord, that it is your promise. Lord, that you who began a good work in us, Lord, would complete it. And so Lord, I pray that Lord Jesus for each one of us today, we would recognize that the goal is not done on day one. Yay, I have a new life in you. My life in you has begun, but the goal is not to to like rest at that point and not move on. You have more for me. The Lord that I would grow more and more in love and in wisdom. God, we invite that. Lord, because we need to see the world differently. If we're gonna accomplish, Lord, your mission for us in this world that you've placed us into. And I recognize that there may be some here today that when you hear the words that like what God began in me, he's gonna carry to completion and you just realize, you know what? I don't think that work has begun in me yet. I don't think I've started that journey. Now, God's been at work in your life, no doubt. That's even why you're here today, because he, he called you here. He invited you here. And you say, no, 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 it was a friend, it was a family member who invited me. No, listen, this was God inviting you here today to have an encounter with him, because he loves you. <laughs> he loves you more than you can imagine. And he has more for you than you can possibly understand at this moment, but he'll show you. And it starts when you just put your trust in him, rather than in yourself, rather than in your own strength, your own ingenuity, your own wisdom. When you say, God, I am transferring my trust from myself or other things, my money, my family name, my heritage, my whatevers, my title, my position. I'm transferring my trust and all those other things, Lord, I'm trusting in you, Jesus. I'm gonna trust in your love for me. I'm gonna trust in your power to heal me of all my brokenness, to forgive me of all my sin. Lord, I am putting my trust in you today. And I'm telling you, each person that has those kind of decisions being made towards Jesus, his promise is that he is going to begin a new work in you. A work that he called being born again, going from spiritual death to spiritual life. He has that for you today. If you would just simply put your trust in him. And if that's you here today, I want to pray with you. And if you want to just say, Pastor, that's me. I want to begin that journey with him. I can't complete something I haven't started. So if that's you, that you want to start a work with Jesus today, would you just like open your eyes, look up at me, just kind of wave to me so I know it's you? Yeah, yes, yes. He's beginning a work today. Anybody else? Yeah, yes. Yes. Jesus, I ask that you would bless, Lord, those who have just acknowledged. Lord, that you have called them to a point where they are now putting their trust fully in you. Lord, but I know it's not the end of their story. So I ask that you would protect them, you would protect their hearts, you would watch over them, even as you are completing, Lord. What you've started. Lord, but they have been welcomed now into your family. Forgiven. Restored. And Jesus, for all the rest of us, Lord, I pray that you would continue this work. It's your promise that you would complete it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hey, friends, before you go, now we've got a prayer and ministry team that's up here that would love to agree with you, pray with you and for you for anything. Especially, I think, if you are going through one of those dark times, those difficult times, and like, I want to see God's perspective on this. I need breakthrough in this. Man, we have people who would love to pray with you, for you. Those who have said yes to Jesus, don't miss this opportunity either. Hey, and for all the mamas, and that includes if you've had babies physically or not, but you're still a mama, we have a gift for you today on your way out. This is literally from our home to yours as a way just to say we love you, mama, and have a great and a blessed Mother's Day. Church, you are loved. We'll see you again next week.